0: Welcome to The Liturgist Podcast. You are now listening to Black History is American History. I'm William Matthews. Hey, I'm Propaganda. I'm Nikki Black. And I'm Andre Henry. Today's moment in Black History Zora Neale Hurston.
1: Zora Neale Hurston was born on January 7th, 1891. She was an American author, anthropologist, and filmmaker. She portrayed racial struggles in the early 20th century, American South, and published research on Hoodoo. The most popular of her four novels is Their Eyes Were Watching God, and it was published in 1937. She also wrote more than 50 short stories, plays and essays. Hurston was born in Notasoga, Alabama and moved with her family to Eatonville, Florida in 1894. She later used Eatonville as the setting for many of her stories. It is now the site of the Zora Festival held each year in her honor. In her early career, Hurston conducted anthropological and ethnographic research, while a student at Barnard College and Columbia University. She had an interest in African-American and Caribbean folklore and how these contributed to the community's identity. She also wrote fiction about contemporary issues in the Black community and became a central figure of the Harlem Renaissance. Her short satires drawing from the African-American experience and racial division were published in anthologies such as The New Negro and Fire. After moving back to Florida, Hurston wrote and published her literary anthology on African-American folklore in North Florida, Mules and Men, and her first three novels, Jonah's Gourd Vine, Their Eyes Were Watching God, and Moses, Man of the Mountain. Also published during this time was Tell My Horse, Voodoo and Life in Haiti and Jamaica, documenting her research on rituals in Jamaica and Haiti. Hurston's works concerned both the African-American experience and her struggles as an African-American woman. Her novels went relatively unrecognized by the literary world for decades. Interest was revived in 1975 after author Alice Walker published an article in search of Zora Neale Hurston in the March issue of Miss Magazine that year. Hurston's manuscript, Every Tongue Got to Confess, a collection of folktales gathered in the 1920s was published posthumously in 2001 after being discovered in the Smithsonian archives. Her nonfiction book, Barracoon, the story of the last black cargo about the life of Cujo Lewis, Casula was published posthumously in 2018. Have you read any of Zora Neale Hurston's books? Absolutely. I actually, um, the most recent of her works that I read was uh, Bearcone. And I, I recommend that book highly. It's an easy read, not from an emotional standpoint. Hmm. but um it's a pretty easy read you can read get through it pretty quickly and it's so incredibly powerful
0: what's the premise
1: she's interviewing kujo lewis and he was one of the last slaves uh one of the last enslaved africans brought over and what was the m- most moving part i mean the whole thing was was moving mm-hmm. but the when he describes He was a a teenager and the raid that happened in his village, when he talks about that in detail, talks about the burning, you know, um, their homes on fire and the elderly people being killed and the chaos and people running and being captured. I just, it's profound. It's, I I feel like it's required reading. Hmm. You have to read this. Um, And then, you know, of course, if you are black, you have to have a good self-care regimen while you read it, because <laughs> it's 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 a lot. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like I mean, her whole history. She was an anthropologist, and then wrote stories from that place. So it's like she immersed herself in these communities. She was traveling through the Caribbean, the American South, and she was immersing herself in local practices and research. And then she began to to write from these places and write stories that really carried the the flavor, the sound, and what it must have felt like. Yeah. So that makes sense that that book would immerse you in what it feels like to be Cujo. (laughs) So
1: so her work as an anthropologist, that's meaningful to me because before I decided to study sociology, which Mm -hmm. is what I ended up um, getting my degree in, I considered cultural anthropology. And at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like 18, and I didn't really know a lot about Zora Neale Hurston, so I did not know that she was an anthropologist. But it just makes so much sense when I read her work and you know the the idea of the, like the preservation of you know these stories and language and you know the way that she would go out and interview people and write you know write it as if they were speaking it mm-hmm. you know so broken english and all yeah. you know like mm-hmm. it it's just such hard work that's what i feel about her writing it's hard work
2: I don't know anyone else that has that type of creative approach. Like like, to do this kind of investigative research and to turn that that into art. Yes, that her academia isn't for the ivory tower. Hmm. Like she's making digestible academia. You know Mm -hmm, what I'm saying? mm -hmm. So I double majored illustration intercultural studies and then went on to do like social science for for my teaching credential and the type of art she created is why mm. I did it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Cause it was just mm-hmm. like, cause it, it felt like, fine. this is a merging of my mm-hmm. two passions of creativity mm-hmm. and yeah. culture, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of ways a, a peek behind the curtain for me is I think of music and the music I make with a philosophical approach that i pull from her you know what mm. i'm saying that like it's embedded in a moment you know what i'm saying i think uh i forget who exactly said this but it's like the the ways that we attain knowledge you know what i'm saying like epistemology to go back to that but like you have like the the the, the metaphor is like you have like the knife or the sun you know what i'm saying so mm. like the idea of like your thesis your your doctoral statement you know what i'm saying your you know your your phd paper your scholarly journal that's like the knife you know it's linear mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying here is the point here are the facts here's my research and there are, there's a time for it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. and then they talk about like the deep soak or like the sun which is like the information soaks into you slowly and it mm-hmm. gets in, it's like it's like sunbathing you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it gets in you but you can't point at where or mm-hmm. how you just absorb, it's in the story. So you absorb the knowledge in the story, you know, for Mm. like, it's, if you were to ask an ancient Israeli, you know, how's God gonna save humanity? Well, he's gonna tell the Passover story. He's gonna tell the Exodus story. Mm. That's the answer. The answer is this story. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying, right? So like, this is a very effective way to disseminate knowledge because it just immerses you in it. And you don't know, I can't pull out a bullet point. Yeah. But, but I know them. I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that sort of like way that she communicates is is my my approach to making music. Is like I'm not gonna mm. make a point per se, mm-hmm. but you're gonna know what I'm talking about. And it's gonna yeah. stay with you. It's after stay I, with after you.
1: I read yeah. Barracoon, I found myself talking like Cujo. Mm, I adopted crazy. some of his words and wow. phrases mm, and I yeah. would mm. say it uh-huh. and then I would have to like Tell people, explain okay, yourself, yeah, because mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. that's part of our history, and he's part of our history, right? As, yeah. as black people, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black History is American History.